Hello and welcome back to another episode of Untick the Box. I'm your host Eloise Clark and this is a show where we speak to a range of diverse voices across different industries to discuss their career journey and any advice for others wishing to break into the field. Today I'll be speaking to Sonia Brown, MBE, an award-winning business communicator, coach, trainer and writer with over two decades of experience in marketing, branding and life skills development. She is the founder of the National Black Women's Network, Let's Talk Business Networking Forum and Sister Talk, the UK's leading online forum for women looking to connect with leading companies, decision makers and industry peers. Now, before we get started, I do want to make listeners aware that during this episode, we cover certain themes which some people might find triggering, such as sexual assault and substance abuse. So please do proceed ahead with caution. With that in mind, let's get on with the show. Welcome, Sonia. Thank you for joining us today. It's a pleasure to be here and it's a pleasure to actually have an opportunity to speak to some of your listeners. So always great to be here. No worries. Well, I'm really looking forward to talking to you. Um, As with all of our guests, we do kind of start off with a little bit of a background. So why don't you introduce yourself and just give us a bit of kind of context of where you grew up and how you got to where you are today, really? Okay, so obviously um, I founded the National Black Women's Network in 1999, and that was a result of working for a very acrimonious manager who um, was actually just a blocker and nothing you could do was good enough. And I realised, hold on, this man holds the decisions to my lifestyle. So he determines how much I get paid. That determines where I live, if I can afford to buy a house, where I go on holiday, how I dress, how I entertain and socialise. And I said, no, this is not good enough. And I looked around, so you must always look up, not at your level. And I thought, right, if I'm looking up, who do I most admire? And um, to be honest, I didn't really understand the nature of role models or uh, sponsors or mentors or anything. I didn't really understand about that. And then, but I was a lover of reading and uh, we had a massive library in the company. So I used to go down, they used to have this self-help section um, and I used to get all the books out. And obviously I became friends with the librarian. So that was really good. And I started to read these books about self-development but more about leadership. Um, and so it's saying, all right, then if you can't get promoted upwards, do it laterally. And I thought, well, that's a good idea. And it said, make use of the contacts you have. So I'm somebody, you know, I didn't you know when you're at school, they always say you talk too much, you talk too much. But they don't realise that's part of your <laughs> I'm destiny. One of those too. <laughs> <laughs> it's part of your destiny. So even though I wasn't popular in my department, I was very popular outside the department. And so I made sure I was part of activities that other departments were doing. So I'd say, oh, do you need any help on this? And one of the things I realised quite quickly, so when I left school, um, it's quite interesting because I went to a grammar school and although I had, back in the day, we called them O-levels and A-levels, I'm not included mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> with that. So um, in, back in the day, even though I had an, um, a fair amount of O-levels and A-levels, my career advice was... Instead of saying, I'll go to university, there was, they said to me, Sonia, I think you'd be really good working in a care home. Now, working with old people, working <laughs> with old people. Now, anyone who knows me, do you imagine this glamour 
bed pans. It's just not going to happen. This but... is true because for our listeners' sake, yeah. they can't see you, but you've got that bright red hoops. You look great. <laughs> but this this wasn't going to happen for me. So mm-hmm. in the end, um, and obviously at the time when I was going to school, it would probably be called institutional racism at the school. Um, but at the end of the day, it's all you knew. Um, that was the culture of the comp- of the school, and you just had to make it work. I mean, I was the only black in my class until I got to sixth form. And then there was about four of us across four classes. There was probably about four of us left. Um, So you had to stick together. um, And that was quite interesting. So my friend, who is a very good friend of mine, we always laugh because they say, how could you be friends for so many years? And we say, we didn't really like each other because I thought she was boring and she followed the rules. And she said, the teachers told her, why are you friends with Sonia? She's a rule breaker. She's a disruptor. And she goes, but we were the only blacks, so we had to talk to each other. <laughs> so we formed a bond there. We're still friends today, um, thankfully. And she's still that rock who keeps me grounded when I want to run off and do something on a tangent. And I go, why? Why? And she goes, you know why? You didn't stop. <laughs> so, yeah, so... um. Yeah, so school, I made opportunities in school and I had a very good teacher, Miss Renton, and Miss Renton demanded the best of me. And I always say to people, think of that teacher who made a difference in your life and what was the message that they gave you that you still carry today. And um, we had the girls' school at the bottom of the hill and the boys' school at the top. And in the sixth form, I did a lot of my lessons at the boys' school. And one of the striking moments was my English teacher because I didn't get a good grade in my O level for English literature so I passed the A I mean the language but not the literature and he said to me and it was best advice he said you may hate Chaucer you may hate Shakespeare you may hate all of that it's because it's your culture it doesn't align with your culture Mm. but you would never want anyone to think that you're a bit dim just because you haven't read these books and I thought, you know, my ego goes into play then. I said, I'll show them. So um, I started to get the books, started to read them. And then to this day, I have a love affair with Jane Austen, the Brontes, everything, anything to do with classics. Um, I love it. I read and period dramas. So, you know, I'm, what, I'm there on Netflix. God bless you, Netflix and drama. <laughs> Did you watch that's, Bridgerton? Because that's like yeah. the modern version, which I love. I thought it was okay. I thought, oh, no. I thought I thought it was very well... One thing I like about Netflix and their their dramas and things, how is it that they're able to get the diversity balance right? Whereas the BBC struggle for all these Mm. years, but Netflix just, you can't... I mean, listen, I need to be learning... I should be able to speak Spanish now. The amount of Spanish programmes I'm watching and the Korean films and all of that. Because it's so diverse. You know, the, the European films, you know, we're all into... I'm all into them. And you look at BBC and you think, really? So the best you've got to offer me is EastEnders or Bake Off. Yeah. <laughs> On that, it's a struggle. So, um, yes, yeah, so I love reading. So that's something. And I, so I grew up in South London. My parents are Jamaican. Um, so I'm second generation. Um, and it was fun. South London was fun at the time. It's all being very gentrified now. So it's very different. It's all gentrified. <laughs> But it was yeah. really good fun. And, you know, um, we all had a really good work ethic. Our parents are hard workers. The children are expected to work hard. If you weren't working, you had to go to college. Simple mm. as that. So, um, yeah, strong work ethic. And I think that because I didn't have a defined career plan, I had to 
make it work for myself. So I was in and out of different jobs. And mm-hmm. I call them just over broke jobs because I only went to learn something. I didn't go because I thought this was going to be my lifelong job and I'll get a clock at the end of it. Um, I was just very clear. I just wanted to learn and I'm going to move on. And it was very difficult because oftentimes I was the only black in the company or in the department and you become desensitised to it because you. Yeah. I was there to learn. I wasn't there to make friends. I was there to learn. Um, and I didn't want to get involved. And I always say to people, if you want to progress, don't get involved in the politics, the small politics. Focus mm-hmm. on where you want to go and focus on the resources you need and develop the attitude that's going to keep, get you there. So in my last job, I remember um, just being very upset. And I used to go to a work. And I remember I used to sit in the car park and I'd be crying and crying. And then I'd go to security to get in and they'd be like, why is your eyes red? Why are you crying? Go in the bathroom and wash your face and then don't make them buggers see you um, distressed like that. But that was because I wasn't in control of my career. I had left it in um, the hands of someone else. And that's what a lot of women do. We think, oh, somebody's going to recognise our value. And then they're going to say, here you are. Here's your destination, your destiny on a tray and it isn't like that you've got to work hard whereas men say I'm going for that even if I've got 10% of the qualification I'm the man whereas women it's so true yeah I remember actually even in my experience I've had like my guy mates will review my CVs when I'm Mm. going for a role and they're like you can need to back yourself more. Like you could say so much more because, you know, men will often, as I'm, you know, stereotypically, will just go for it a lot more and be a little bit more daring. And I think by our nature, women, we're a bit more modest. (laughs) Yes, yes. And and the thing is, you're not going to get far just because you do a good job. You know, you have to look at your personal brand. You know, what do people say about you? Because even though I, I felt it was hell working in that company, those, I developed my best lessons because I was not going to make that man push me out of that job. Mm. And I was going to, well, in fact, I didn't think I was going to go because the resources were brilliant. So I was, I was on, a, you know, once I'd worked out what I wanted to do, then I sort of said, okay, the first step was, um, they gave me a really lousy pay rise. And he said, you haven't achieved the objectives of the year. And I said, but you never set any. Now, remember, they're bad leaders or they're poor leaders. What do you think was the pivotal moment that actually made you go, right, enough's enough. I now need to do my own thing and and get away from that kind of toxic environment that you were in at your previous job? So I think what was it was good that he gave me a poor pay rise. And so what I did, I went to he said, are you going to comment? I went, nope, I'm not going to say anything that I will live to regret. And this was a Friday at 4.30. I said, I'm going home and we can discuss it on Monday. But I'm not going to act or react emotionally. So um, anyway, went back to my desk and thought, what can you do? So I said, so I remember there were some units in um, an indoor market. And I phoned the guy, the manager, and I said, look, I want have you got any units left? And he said, yeah, I've got one left. I said, I want it. And he said, yeah, but you don't know what size it is. Or did... I said, I don't ma- it doesn't matter. I want it. And um, how much is it? I'll pay for that. I'll send the deposit. And he said, what are you going to sell? I said, I don't know, but I want it. 
And then I phoned my friend and she was saying, oh, I'm going to New York. I said, right, I'm coming with you. So I flew out uh, so on Monday when I came in, he said, have you got anything to say? I said, yeah, I'm, I need two weeks off to go to, to New York. <laughs> and he went, what? And I said, yeah, and I do, really do need to go because I'm distressed and very frustrated. And at the moment, um, if I stay, it will add to my stress levels. So anyway, he had to sign it off. So obviously I went to New York, had a fantastic time. Um, even met Erica Badu when I was at this. I always remember my first trip. Hey. Yeah. And then... Um, we were walking down the road and there was this massive warehouse store type shop just selling black books. I'd never seen anything like it, all different categories. And I went in, you know, I'm a lover of books. So I went in, I was like, oh my God, this is heaven. So I thought I'm selling books, I'm selling black books. And so we worked it all out and um, I started to sell books. Then I started to buy a few of the you know the little designer wear stuff t-shirts because you know people always love the clothes so if they come in to buy the clothes they'll normally have their children on a Saturday because I only opened on a Saturday and they'd come mm-hmm. in with their children in tow and the children would want the, the little children's books the black books because remember in those days there weren't many black books or anything um and then um it was yes it was good so that that was the first step and then I made quite a lot of money and I was like oh okay I don't really need to depend on a pay rise because actually I've made more money. And then there was a takeover um, bid for the company. And interestingly enough, um, the VPs all said they wanted to work with me. They didn't want anyone else. They wanted me to support them. And I thought, look at you. Couldn't meet my objectives, but all the 25 VPs voted unanimously for me to come in and work. So when my boss phoned, I said, you never supported me when the line manager um, did this appraisal so he said oh but you know Sonia I really need you to do this I said right now this is when you get strategic you don't get emotional Ivana's Trump remember don't get mad get the money <laughs> so I said to him right every day I come in to do work on this takeover a bid I want one and a half days pay I want double pay on the weekends I want the company car I'm not using my car to drive in during this period and I've, I've made so many demands I made thousands of pounds working on that. And then at the end, they were so pleased with me. They said, Sonia, we want to send you to a five-star restaurant um, with your family to say thank you. And they gave me a couple of grand more bonus. So sometimes it works as a woman to put your foot down and say, I'm not going to be treated like this. I'm not going to go and cry. I'm not going to be emotional. I'm not going to be, have this image, what they have of me, um, because, okay, I would be the aggressive black woman. But if it was somebody else, they would be the determined, focused mm-hmm. individual. So you cannot get let labels um, define you. You have to have your own image of yourself and work towards that. And it's not easy because it has to be intentional. And intentional means it has to be consistent. And I'm not always being consistent because sometimes... Um, you kind of forget yourself and your ego and your pride gets in the way because you think everything's going well, this is really good. Uh-huh. The chastisement will come soon. <laughs> so um, anyway, so after that, um, I just thought, right, I need a hobby. But what do I like doing? So anyway, I had a mentor called um, Baroness Howells of St. David. So Baroness Howells said, create your ideal job. And I did, I always do business plans. So um did a business plan 
And she went, well, it's a network. So in those days, pre-1999, I thought that was, you know, computers. I didn't think it was where people gathered and yeah. men, <laughs> men shaped the world and shaped the, the economy. So um, <laughs> she said, um, you know, well, this is a network. See what you can do. So as a sole trader, you are the marketing director, the finance director of all these different departments. So I put it on my head that I'm the marketing manager. I'm the, so everyone was a different department. And because I worked with the VPs, I was able to do an interview with them to say, well, what do you think about having a black women's network? And, da, 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 da. and a lot of them, it was very clear. They just said, Sonia, it's not the emotion. It's the bottom line. What does it contribute to the bottom line of the organisation? And if you can't define that, then it's not worth, it's just fluffy. And I was like, okay. So I really had to work out hard on defining the, um, the, 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 the value, what value, because the benefits are nice, um, but it is the value. And believe me, there were some challenges. Um, there was some over resistance. However, they all came round in the end. And um, so, and I actually, because of my, the way I spoke with everybody in the company, I was able to get access to information that a lot of people would, would have to pay for. So it was good. So that's really that acrimonious boss who I would use more colourful language if we were drinking Chardonnay <laughs> to describe him. <laughs> he did me a, a favour. So he kind of pushed me out. So I did a couple mm. of events and they were just going really, really well. And I realised, oh, my God, you can't tell people to follow their dreams and you're staying in your job. So mm. I said to the VP for HR, do you think you could just negotiate my redundancy for me to leave? And um, he said, yeah, OK, I'll do that for you. And I think, who was it? Oh, I, oh my gosh. I went to um, BT, had an ethnic minority network. And the chair at the time, I met her. And she said that, you know, you only have one chance. And she invited me to her event. Oh, it was fantastic. And then they said their keynote speaker was Sir Nicholas Montague. Now, Sir Nicholas Montague, chairman of the Unvan Revenue at the time, Oxford, you know, Cambridge educated, everything. So I thought, what does he know about diversity? What does he know about race? <laughs> By the time that man finished, I was like this, I need to speak to this man. So, really? yeah, don't play with me. <laughs> So I spent four months badgering his diary secretary to get him to come to my... I said, oh, you know, this is Sonny Brown from this company, da, 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 and we'd like Sonny Cross to come and speak at our company. Now, remember, I had no authority to do this. And then one day she said, yes, this is the day he can do. Oh, what am I going to do? <laughs> so I ran to conference and they said, Sonny, just use the cost code. They'll never know. And so she goes, book, book the thing. She goes... In retrospect, they'll say it was the best thing you ever did. So they booked the um, the theatre, which only gets filled when, when our president used to come into there. And then they did the catering and everything. Anyway, so Nicholas rocked up. The place was packed. He was fantastic. Absolutely dynamic. You know, he worked the stage. He even went up and down the stairs. He was like a rock star. And I was just like, wow, wow, wow. And they always said, when Sir Nicholas Montague came to um, to the company, it was like the second coming of Christ. <laughs> the way people <laughs> So anyway, I went to speak to him afterwards and he said, oh, um, oh so you're Sonia, blah, blah, blah. Um, would you like to come to the um, office to meet me? I went, of course I would. 
and he said, um, all right, set the date and we'll be there. So anyway, went to meet him, a fantastic office. And he said to me, well, what is it that you want? And I said, it's all, it's very good knowing what you know, but it's not what you know, it's who you know. So I really would like you to help me to shape what I'm doing and help me to make an impact. So we're just not having meetings for the sake of having meetings, that we do have an impact and we do have influence. So he started to shape me in terms of getting involved politically so that we could be part of the policy making decisions. And so irrespective of what they say about Blair, Blair did do a lot around getting more women into politics, doing a lot more stuff around grassroots um um, uh, initiatives and then when Cameron came on came on board it was interesting because I remember taking him to Peckham to speak in Peckham you know it's it's like David Cameron prime minister is coming to Peckham oh yeah that's what your (laughs) brand did it (laughs) so it's been really fun and you know um City Hall when Boris was you know when Ken Livingston was uh mayor I have to admit we the network did a lot of stuff with through the LDA um Annie Marsham, through the women's stuff. It was just non-stop and with the banks and everything. And then when Boris came in, we did, I did a lot of work, more community work with the police so that we could increase representation of um, black, Asian and minority ethnics in the police force because that is important irrespective of your views. If we can't change something, if we're outside the door, Mm -hmm. we have to be at the table to make sure that our voice is heard. And it's not going to be swift, but we have to be, we have to endure, you know? Um, yeah. So the people who have been there before, they've got to be able to pass the baton on to somebody else. You know, Obama mm-hmm. didn't get there overnight. That was a consistent journey. It's your Malcolm X, your Luther Kings, your Rosa Parks. It's all of those people who yeah. helped to build your step. So, yeah, so when Boris came in, I did a lot of stuff with the police, which was absolutely eye-opening. And I'm so grateful I did it. Um, working with 13 um, borough commanders. And then I had the opportunity to, to work with Sir Bernard Hogan Howe. <gasps> now that's a leader. That is a leader, <laughs> I'm telling you. So, oh, he was amazing. And I actually had opportunities to come in and see him and just talk to him about what he's doing. Amazing experience as a leader. And I met so many great female um, officers like Janet Hill, who was the chair of the BPA at the time, Black Police Association, um, Sue Williams, Commander Sue Williams. There was just so many fantastic, awesome women just opening the doors for other women to come in, irrespective of your colour, your culture and everything. So we did amazing stuff. Um, And then we set up the female and black BME business forum at City Hall. So that was a huge success. So we got lots of people in to come in um, to talk to the banks, talk to um, mm-hmm. institutes to say um, professional bodies to talk about how you can kind of professionalize your your learning and the information how you access information so that was a huge success and um, yeah so they, but there's been so many things that we've done that um, there's so much I know to remember so many about. years it's over 20 years yeah yes. I mean so you, you so if I get this right you started the National Black Women's Network within Still, while I was company working, that you were working, working at, yeah. and then you decided to take it out of the company. No, 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 it was a hobby. I was working, ah, I was doing a nine yeah. to five, and then and you I were doing said, it on the side, yeah, I was doing it and on then the you side. 
yeah, it was okay. my side hustle. Everyone should have a side <laughs> hustle. Everyone should have a side hustle. So yeah, it was my yeah. side hustle, but the hustle got too large. <laughs> exactly. Go. Right. Oh well, that's amazing. So back, yeah, back in nine, yeah, nine over 20 years yeah. of um, incredible work that you've done. What would you say has probably been that highlight or have you got career high or multiple, multiple highlights? I imagine yeah. you've got because of what you're already explaining there, but has there been one that's been like a pinnacle that you'd say? No, because I'll tell you why. Everything leads up to where you are now. Mm. And so you have to, the problem what we have as people, uh, many of us, we're always looking to the future. And what we don't yeah. do is enjoy the now. So what I've done is enjoy mm-hmm. the now when I did those events. So it was so I've, I've met so many amazing people, and I think it would be a disservice to say, oh, just because of this we did well. Yeah, because we did yeah, well in sense. so many things. So and the people who supported me just because I remember I am not your typical, um, you know, Oxbridge graduate or you know mm. I've got been through the fast track and talking the 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 the, the jargon and um, you know. Uh, hello this is uh, good afternoon this is Sonia no I'm from South <laughs> London and when I'm excited I go into Jamaican patois so <laughs> Love that. so um don't get me excited if you want to understand what I'm saying <laughs> <laughs> no well that's completely fair enough I love that um <laughs> well in that case then what would you say to someone who is from your background, South London, clearly, you know, they shouldn't let anything stop them. South London, as a black woman, you've achieved this amazing success and you've been helping others do so. Mm-hmm. What would you have kind of key advice that you'd give people that are looking to start out maybe their own business or in the world of business that is still, as we know, disproportionately um, not diverse? I think it's really important. I mean, the advice I was given when I first started was be careful of the people around you. And so in order to prosper, because it starts with an idea. So if you are saying, oh, I want to do this, I want to do that. And they go, oh, no, why would you do that? Why would you give up your job? They're the dream stealers. So those are not the people you need to be discussing your dreams with. So you need to put yourself in a place where the people are speaking your language and they're like-minded. So that's why networking is really important. So whatever you decide is going to be your passion, Find the networks that you can go to and introduce yourself to them and, and integrate yourselves in them. And if there are opportunities there, say yes. Whether you can do it or not, just say yes, because you don't know where that's going to lead. Secondly, I would say to them, you know, be careful of your mindset um, because not all advice is good for you. Stop asking your friend who knows a man who drives a taxi, who's got a friend who's a porter in this about your business advice, okay? get professional advice there's lots of free mm-hmm. um, government support services out there to support you with your businesses the banks are stepping up at the moment um, access this now because we don't know how long it's going to last so access this free services while you can um, and I think that's really important write a business plan it doesn't have to be complicated I always say start with 10 pages just get the headers right and then just build on it build on it build on it and it will be your operations Uh, manual once you've finished Um, and also dream big because sometimes your environment keeps you small because why would they want you to do well when they're still in the same position 
So sometimes not everybody is happy for your success. So I think those are the those are the soft things I would say. And I would I'd also recommend and say to people, take care of your health, because I didn't. So take care of your health, because what will happen, you will have a breakdown because the stress of doing the business, because there's more rejection than there is acceptance. And so you have to learn to jump the hurdles constantly. Yeah, I want to go into that because you've been open with me kind of about the fact that you have had health issues and you overcame those. So overcoming, still trying to battle them, I'm telling you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's always a it's not a straight line progress, exactly. is it? It's yeah. kind of like you you do have to, it's learning how to manage it, right. I guess. And so how would you say that you've been able to manage it so far and, and kind of recommend for others any advice that you think worked well for you? I mean, to be honest, I believe that although things were going well, on the outside it appeared that things were going well, um, I was probably having an inter- a breakdown because I was not enjoying what I was doing anymore. Um, and it just seemed that the the onus wasn't about change. The onus was just going along with what the systems are. There was no challenge anymore. We weren't challenging systems. We weren't challenging policies. We weren't making, you know, what's the legacy we've left for the next generation coming behind us? So I would say to people, you know, going back again, I would just say, you know, think about your health because I feel that, I ignored it. I would have taken care of my car better than I would of myself. So when I knew I should have, uh, other than playing tennis, which I love, um, my car will get service. It will get its MOT. The tyres will be done. If I'm doing long distances, tyres are done, water are done, and bring it down to the garage, make sure everything's all right. But why am I not doing the same for myself? Why am I not making sure I'm sleeping well? And why am I not making sure regular exercise is a priority? Why am I not going for walks? Why am I not doing the things that make me feel well in my body and so therefore when it was out of sync then the stress became a big factor and we need to manage stress and um as stress comes in many forms and on a scale of one to ten mine as my neurologist said mine just went to trauma and then that was it um and i believe that sometimes we are chasing goals and they're not really the ones we really want. So when we achieve them, you actually say, oh, OK, what's the next thing? Because the, the goals are no longer meaningful. They don't have that um, legacy drive that you you, you want to make change and everything you're doing is worth it. After a while, it becomes stagnant. And it is it was my responsibility to take, um, rather than just going, oh, yeah, we're doing this event. Oh, yes, we're here. Yes, I'm at this um conference blah blah I should have been saying am I is this route map where I really want to go is this route taking me where I want to go and obviously and I say to people I put my ladder up against the wall I got to the top of the ladder and realized I was on the wrong wall and so therefore it's now I'm thinking nobody knows what's going on but obviously people can see that there's things wrong I was making mistakes I was not turning up on time. You know, and to be honest, I was drinking too much wine just to numb the feelings. And basically, that is not going to support you going forward. So basically, I 
developed this um, thing called Gillian Bar, and I'm going to do more stuff mm -hmm. about that. Uh, my immune system was attacking itself, and therefore I woke mm -hmm. up one day and I couldn't walk. So I've been trying to learn to walk again. And yes, I was very angry, very angry. And um, I remember I ended up in a trauma unit. And um, I remember one of the guys, he's in a wheelchair, he was a famous actor and comedian, etc. And he's now paralysed from the neck down. And he said to me, Sonia, you'll never get better. And you'll never achieve what you want to achieve in the next stage of your life, unless you accept what's happened to you. And only then will you heal. And I was like, oh, yeah. Because my ego was saying, why me? Why should this happen to me? I've done yeah. all this stuff and da-da-da-da. And then you know what I realised? And so gradually, I, you know, I had to fight. I mean, that pain was unbelievable. But part of my care package was um, I had to have counselling. So the first time they were saying, you've got to have counselling, I'm like, what could they tell me? that I don't know about myself. I've done all the training in. So then I had to humble myself and say, Sonia, you've done it your way. Look where it's got you. Humble yourself and listen and see what you can learn. And it was actually quite good. It was actually quite, I quite enjoyed the sessions in the end because I, I released myself. And, um, so, and all of that was a process to help me redefine where I wanted to take the network. So now I've got my ladder against the wall I want to be on. So we're going to relaunch the network. I'm so excited. I'm just, all of a sudden, I'm writing again. I'm connecting with people again. And, you know, I'm getting ready for all these little campaigns I want to do. I haven't been like that. I've normally just been going, I'm in pain. I'm in pain. <laughs> Get me some wine. I'm in pain. <laughs> whereas now you know I'm grateful for the little things and everything that's happening mm. is bringing me to where I want to be so be careful women you cannot have it all just have what you want and what you can reasonably manage because at the end of the day yes you can have all these goals for your career and your business but what are the goals for your personal well-being and that's going to be mm. more and more important as we move on because the world is changing and the business landscape is changing. So, you know, we need to be getting ourselves together. How are we going to interact with AI in our businesses, drones, driverless cars, 3D printing, Bitcoin? How is that going to affect your business? How's that? I've got to look at how that affects my network. One of the things I see a great growth in is the health service. Um, so one of the things when I was there, the technology was amazing. But also the simple things like, obviously, when... Um, I was there during the COVID time. So, you know, all the things like the aprons, the gloves, um, the shoes. How are we making sure that we're part of those contracts, we're part of those supply chains that actually have an opportunity to service one of the greatest um, institutions in the country? Why are we happy to just sit by and allow companies that cannot support the um, NHS in the way that we would like to see it done? But if you've, instead of moaning, come up with a solution come up with an innovative solution to help us get over the problems that they are facing and that's also what you should be saying about your customers how have their needs changed am i am i still relevant to them do i need to have a complete overhaul of my business is my brand still relevant today will it be forward thinking enough to meet the changes that are coming ahead
the way we live is changing we at such a rapid that. pace. But we have to make sure the businesses are keeping up as well. Yeah. And so you just mentioned that you were kind of relaunching the MWN. Yeah. So is that kind of going to be part of the real strategy around that in terms of really helping people innovate and adapt yeah. to kind of the current changes and yeah. What else are you kind of looking forward to as part of that relaunch? So basically, um, back to doing our webinars again, back to doing our Evolve Business Course program. So I love that program. So basically, it's a six-month program where we look at um, six stages. So we look at your vision, we look at your social media, we look at your brands, we look at your marketing, we look at the working with the press, we look at wealth. And so we look at all these areas and really dovetail into the root of what you're trying to do and then just coming coming up with a more creative approach to your business solution because yes I can have a narrow focus but when you're working with different people or like-minded people who are like-minded not because every day we do it the same way they've got that passion that's waiting to be unleashed they've got that creativity and those ideas that's waiting to um, be unleashed they haven't had that um, mechanism or the tools or the strategies to help them bring that out. So once you have people like that, it's dynamic. So I'm really glad to relaunch that again. The network, we're bringing Sister Talk over onto that forum. So that's the, oh, revamped, re, new logo. I'm loving it, loving it, loving it. <laughs> <laughs> and we're going to work with more more organisations and companies to um, um, just innovate, just to have a different conversation. Because remember, I've been off the circuit for three years nearly over three years so we were meant to relaunch last year but obviously I had Gillian Barr and it's almost like you mm. kept saying I kept saying oh, they, they, they must be thinking what's going on what's going on but I was too private to say yeah. what was happening and, I'm, and I, there is a sense of freedom in actually saying well I've got Gillian Barr I can't walk um, and I was a monster because I was so angry so I couldn't receive knowledge or blessings or new ways of thinking because I was angry um, and those poor people around me, I apologise now. <laughs> I see the error of my ways, but I thank those who stuck around and, uh, you know, are helping me, all of the ones around me now. Come on, Sonia, we want you back. I love that. <laughs> well, I'm glad you're back. Thank I think you. everyone's going to look forward to, <laughs> look forward to having you back. Um, and actually, one thing that I love about the network is, I guess, that you're... What would you say the age range that you're targeting? Because like some of the initiatives that I think we see out there, which I'm not knocking at all, but they might be, you know, helping more at the entry level or, or people that just come out of school trying to get into different industries or, um, yeah, kind of diversifying the sector in that way, which is definitely an avenue that's important. But for you, I imagine that you're speaking with people that are maybe going through career changes or that have really trying to start a new business and that might be a little bit older maybe in their 30s oh, you call you call 30s older I do not call that old oh my I said God. older <laughs> my love I'm just being very my careful love. in my words I could have a child that was 30 please <laughs> I could be a grandmother um, no, aside. um basically the network was always meant to be for 35 upwards so there was a 35 to 55 yeah. of activities we targeted and then 55 plus and then what I wanted to do was I said those were parents 
So what it was no point having youngsters or young people going on all these initiatives, all being psyched up, mm-hmm. and then when they go home, the parents can't support them in terms of the mindset and, and encouraging them because it's back to the grind. Whereas what I want to do is encourage the mothers and then the children can, or the young people can see, oh, my mum's setting up a business or, you know, my mum and dad have a harmonious relationship and, you know, my mum and dad are doing things together. They've got a plan and they've got a plan for, for themselves. They've got a plan for the family. They've got a plan for me. And then they can support me better in any initiative I want to do. So even if I have a job, do I want to have a side hustle on the side? Because many young people now want their own business, but they still have to find a job in order to learn the skills and gain the experience, but not allow it to crush their creativity and their spirit. So, yes, so that's how we we map out the age. So we've got activities and campaigns for those three key age groups um, and across sectors. Um, and, yeah, we seem to... We're, the new lot of stuff that we're doing should be quite fun. So we're gonna, we've got some really fun, quirky stuff coming up, campaigns coming up, and then we've got the more serious stuff around leadership and self-development and um, I think it's not even self-development it's self-mastery because I think that you know we can all read a book or do emulate um, a good um, leadership conference thing so you know I can stand and go you know you know the amount of courses presentation courses I've been on so stand like this and now let me engage you in what I the superman style you know, <laughs> where sometimes people just want it to be real do you know, yeah. they want role models, um, influencers that they can relate to, because at the, this is where I am. Yes, I want. I'm aspiring to be there, but I need to know how I'm going to get there and what resources I need to take me there. And so I hope that the network provides that information, those networks, those contacts, the support to guide people at all the different life cycles, not only of their business but of their leadership journey. I really love that. And I think that life cycles point is so important Mm. because I guess I hadn't really thought about the fact that by um, influencing that uh, age group from 35 Mm. upwards, of course, you're influencing the younger generation too, because they're going to be seeing their parents doing that. And I think obviously having a role model is so important. And I think there are so many people that don't have that, but that's almost it's amazing with with the network that you're doing that it's like okay well it's almost well not killing two birds with one stone but do you know what I mean I that think it's kind of like well you're influencing that age group that's having a knock-on effect exactly. for the positive yeah. for kind of generations to come because they can follow in those footsteps and also you know the reality is who told you life was going to be easy you know <laughs> this this little it's going to be la la la. It's not. It's hard work. You don't sleep. You're lonely. You you're constantly on edge. That's why it's important to make sure you balance your well being, and make sure you eat right, and you know make sure you manage your finances correctly. Because if you can't manage your finances, that's an additional stress. And some people, you know, I'm especially young people. They used to say to me, "Oh, I want to work with corporates. I want to work with corporates." And I said, well, have you got the cash flow to manage working with um, corporates? Well, what do you mean? What do you mean? I said, well, they'll tell you they'll pay in 30 days. And sometimes it'll be 60 or 90 days before you get paid. Can your business sustain that loss of income? And what happens if you've got two contracts or three contracts and they're not paying for 90 days? What is the impact on your business? What is the contingency plan you've got in place 
for that. Wouldn't it be better to start off small with local companies, build up your nest egg so that you can then go after those kinds of organisations and, and build um, consortiums where you can work in partnership with people who have honest and true intentions because partnerships is very difficult and partnerships needs boundaries so that you don't feel frustrated or used um, and you know, and we have to be careful as women as well when we go into partnerships. What is the intent of the other person, especially if you're doing um, male relationships and you're a sole trader? So, and I'm kind of I'm going to share this because I was quite distressed about it. Um, I reached out to a young lady to do a collaboration with, and she said to me, um, "You know, suddenly I'm not doing any more work with any community groups." And I said, "Well, why is that?" And I said, you know the organisation, you know what we've done. And she went, no, I recently did um, a collaboration with an organisation. I know the organisation as well. And she said, I was sexually assaulted by the person, the individual. And he went to court and he had me arrested for making false allegations. And I basically had to go to court and they've slandered me. I've lost money. And she was on the thing and then she went off and cried and everything. And I said... You know, people don't talk about these things. And as a lone woman, how are you protecting yourself in your business? Because I used to mold, when I used to come back from events, I my where I parked my car was about 20 minutes so away. Now, the problem I have is you're in high heels. It's dark. It's half past 11 if you're lucky. And you're walking past Greenland. And then it's... The, got the traffic going up and down dangerous it was absolute dangerous but because you've got things on your mind you're not thinking mm. what's going on because remember the parking restrictions mean you're getting pushed further and further away from the train station so sometimes by if someone's going to attack you at 11 o'clock 11 30 at night your feet are hurting you haven't got the energy to run and you know and i keep saying they shouldn't have their phones out the women should, they should need to take those ear plugs out of their ears because they need to hear who's approaching them um and the one thing i loved about where i live we have a very strong polish community so you know they're working all hours of the night so you know there's always going to be people on the street so <laughs> i always kind of felt a bit safe because <laughs> the workers were always out but again not everyone's so lucky what if you live in a rural area um, yeah. and the trains, you know so we have to um who have had that experience. Yeah, it's such a shame that as women, we really do have to think about those things. Mm. I mean, because realistically, it's all well and good saying, you know, men need to act better, which they do. Mm. <laughs> and we do need yeah. to get the systems in place that are out there to protect women because, mm. you know, whether it's better street lighting, better CCTV, having exactly. more controls, whatever it may be. But at the same time, Unfortunately, I think every single woman will resonate to that, to the sense that you do have to, you, there's just that extra kind of thought process that goes into, right, well, what do I, I, I might not take this road tonight. I might actually just pay That's extra right. get an Uber or whatever it is because of the time and I'm a woman walking alone because unfortunately and that is just the world that we still live in. We're not safe. Yeah, we're not safe. And I think that this um, assumption um, that, yeah, me too, and we can do what we want and, you know, there are some sick people out there, sick individuals out there, and therefore you have to protect yourself by any means necessary. You don't want to be another one that we want to learn and take an example of. 
Um, yeah. And, you know, obviously there's the odd rogue policeman, etc. But, I mean, that was a shock to most people when he killed that girl in Clapham. You know, it was such a shock. And then you see all these other cases that are coming up. And I think that as women, even if you're going to set up a business, it's, I mean, imagine if you're doing deliveries and yeah. you're going into a block of flats. So, I, you know, that's one thing. Protect yourself at all times. Make sure somebody knows where you are. Check in so that, yeah. you know, you're, you're, you're visible. That's all. Keep that tracker on your phone going. Mm. Yeah, no, seriously. I mean, I have find my friends with all my or friends that allow me. And they're always like, you're stalking me. I'm like, well, it's more than just that, you know. It's yeah. more than just being like, oh, I want to know where you are. Because to be fair, I only really check it when I'm meeting with them anyway. But actually, realistically, <laughs> yeah. um, I want to, it, it is an extra safety mechanism that mm-hmm. if we could see, oh, you know, she was meant to be home at this time and yet she's still showing as God knows where. Yeah. People are checking in and you always do have those friends that are like, okay, let me know when you get home. And that's yes, an important yeah, thing as well, that. right? Because, yeah. um, and, and I must say, my friends, male or female, are asking me, yeah. you know, make sure you're getting home safe. And I think that's a, a good trait and people are aware of it. But And that's it's, what you should have as part of your team. So not only do you have your marketing yeah. team, your finance team, you've got your safety team, you've got your safety squad, you know? <laughs> I like it's, that. Yeah, have make sure that no one's walking home alone if they yeah, can avoid it. That's right. I mean, I you know sometimes when they ha- shut the trains down and we have to get off, let's say if there's been an incident, and the amount of people, women I've met, so it's almost like especially where we are because we have to go across the motorway, and then you have to cross this bridge. And I, I come out the station and I say, if you think I'm walking over there alone, you've got another thing coming. And I just wait till I see another woman and I say, please. Can we walk together over the bridge or can we get the bus together? I've done the same thing where I've got off on public transport and I'm like, I don't feel comfortable walking on my own, but I see someone walk, a, a woman walking in the same direction. It's like, do you want to team up? And yeah. It, yeah, you just have to. And they tend to be quite interesting women doing interesting yeah. jobs. And you're like, okay, they love talking to you. And I think we mustn't be scared to talk to people. I mean, there are some dodgy looking ones out there, but you know, I always say, you know, by the, you know, as a not as a Christian or someone who has who's faith based, you know, I always say, God, not today. I've got too much to do. Please protect me, protect me. <laughs> this this can't be the day. Um, but there's, you know, one of the things I've learned having the syndrome, there are good people out there. There are a lot of yeah. good people, and um, you know, the support I've received, and even doing my um, website and the the relaunch of the website, my IT guy is amazing. So today um, I'm on this gratitude thing, 30 day gratitude. And so every day I've got to do what I'm grateful and everything. And um, he sent me this thing back, what I'd done. It took ages. And he went, no, it's not good enough. And um, you have to start it from scratch. And I was like, what the hell does he think? I've got time. I've got so much things to do. And I went, stop. Be grateful that you have somebody who cares enough to pull you up when you're not operating at your optimum Mm. level be grateful that he cares enough to make sure you deliver and it cares enough to make sure that you have a good launch that you're proud of uh, with yeah i'll send it back to you later <laughs> i really like that i've never done the 30 days of gratitude but everyone who's done it has said that it's been such a like eye-opening thing because it's easy after a day of work to be like oh that was a long day that was a you know you've been you can think on the left those days it's never perfect yeah. right but <laughs> 
there is when you actually sit down and think about it and I mean uh, my mum's very into kind of spirituality and that kind yeah. of thing so she's taken me to see multiple people that are all about realigning your chakras and stuff like yeah, that oh yeah. Oh, yeah yeah and um she says every single one of them says Eloise you don't sit still you do not sit still <laughs> you need to sit pause and reflect mm. and when I actually have those opportunities to do that which I'm still working on <laughs> full mm. disclosure it's um you, you do actually sit back and go, oh, actually, there is a lot more to be thankful and grateful for than exactly. let yourself believe when you're just in the moment of, oh, God, I've got to get this done and then I've got to cook dinner and whatever it is that you've got to do. Um, and so, but yeah, also, yeah, but also remember this, Eloise, we are mm-hmm. a work in progress. Yeah. We are not. Who I am today is not who I'm going to be tomorrow, who I'm going to be next week or in a month, and God forbid mm-hmm. next year. I don't want to be the same person. So gratitude gives you permission to ditch the perfection and work on becoming the authentic me, the authentic self in (laughs) peace and prosperity without the anger, without the bitterness, without the, why, why am I not having this? Why? (laughs) Gratitude tells you why not. And (laughs) And so with the gratitude, you say, each day, what am I thankful for? I mean, so I'm part of a gratitude group. It's amazing, absolutely amazing. But even something like, they all talk about their um, their pets. And I kept forgetting in the beginning. I said, oh, my God, but I love my cats. Because, <laughs> and, you know, so many of my business women have got cats. So we all have, uh, my one regret, I should have written a cat blog. <laughs> so but, um, I mean, if I don't see the cats in the house, I'm that, you know, that, lonely old spins i'm outside whistling <laughs> tigger junior betsy till even the neighbors send me messages saying tigger's in yvonne's garden go and get <laughs> <laughs> but that's all about your energy and, and you know when you talk about chakras and all that mm. you've got to talk about energy so when you're doing business are you somebody you know they talk about like trust and buy but mm. are you somebody that does your energy engage people because if four of you are doing the same thing it's you're doing the same business they're not buying it on price they're not buying it on quality or quantity so they're buying it on the relationship they have with you so are you personable are you somebody that they can trust and they feel that you would deliver and that you will help by helping you you're more as well helping them with the problem they have and they have that trust in you that you will deliver and so those are the things we need to think about where we deliver, we talk about our brand. Yes, we can have the brand for the business, but as a leader, a business owner, what's my brand? Because I have to redo my brand again as well. Because um, I've changed so much because of the illness. But everyone, you will have valleys and you'll have peaks in your life. I've just gone through the valley. I'm now clawing my way back up. <laughs> and and it's but true, it's that age-old saying of people yeah. by people, right? And I yeah. mean, it's true because no matter what, whether it's a product service that you're offering. At the end of the day, that relationship with whoever you're dealing with is going to have a real impact on how you feel after the interaction because you are still <laughs> dealing with a person, no matter what the actual product or thing. Well, yeah, but it's, it's interesting you say that because obviously, when I was going through the drama of this syndrome, I was so angry. But it had been leading up for years before, so obviously my energy was off kilt. So there was. And I I can give examples where I wasn't the best version of myself. And the reason why I know I'm changing, so on a Friday, my friend comes, um, 
after swimming he so he meets me at eight o'clock and he does the little shuffle with me to try and get me out walking mm. and um we kind of made it to the park one. Oh, we had to go to the doctor so we said we'll cut through the park but i had to stop so many occasions sit down lean against the wall and he's so patient he goes look don't walk too fast because you don't and i said it's because i'm so used to being in a rush he goes no you can't do it so anyway we're in the park and everything gone round, just massive beautiful and he said why he goes um do you know that person i went no he goes do you know that person i go no he said, well, why is everybody saying good morning? Good morning. <laughs> and I said, it's energy. I said, stop being a British man who doesn't just keep the stiff upper lip. Yeah. And say, look them in the eye and say, morning, just like how they say morning to me. I say, morning, have a good day. <laughs> and that's the energy you want. If you're mm. in a room, um, you know, they talk about gravitas. But if you're in a room, a networking um, situation, why would somebody come to you? Why would they gravitate to you? If there's 50 people in the room, um, and I get this a lot, oh, Sonia, you know, what do you do if you're the only black at an event, you know, because I'm uncomfortable, I'm the only black. And these are the ones who are rising up. So they're still trying to get their, yeah. understand their cultures and the environments of um, mm -hmm. moving up in a different level, because nobody's taught them. You know, it's yeah. not like they've had the networks um, to guide them. You know, these a lot of these groups, um, these networks, they've gone through it. A lot of these top leaders, They've been doing networking for years. They know how it yeah. works. But if you're emerging, it's very alien to you. So what will make people gravitate to you? So you have to find a way. What's the energy I'm, I'm projecting? Am I dressed as somebody who I'd want to do business with? Because, yes, once you've made it, then you can dress a bit more casually. But you need to be the, the full deal. You know, not everyone can be like Kanye. He's a nutter, <laughs> but he's, he's a genius nutter. You know what I mean? But um, at the end of the day, once they've made it, that's fine. But at the end of the day, your journey is learning about it. And I said, well, if you're the only black in the room, mm. then who are they going to remember? The 20 other white women, the 30 other white men, they're going to remember you. So make sure you leave a positive um, impression. You're going to be like the perfume. Are you going to be like old brute? Or are you going to be Gucci or Chanel when they come? <laughs> <laughs> I like that. See yourself as a Gucci in the room. I think that is top uh, tier advice. <laughs> I'm definitely Gucci, I'm telling you. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Oh, well, it's, it's been such a pleasure talking with you. I, I mean, I feel like loads of people get a lot of tips for this and really kind of, well, good luck with the relaunch with everything. Yeah. Um, I'm sure it's going to be amazing. I might see if I can attend one of the events. That would be so good. Yeah. Um, and I just... You know, I just wanted to say, because it was one question we missed and, you know, you asked me if... Um, they I was going to go to it. I was oh, going go to go. <laughs> Don't worry. And they will have my website address. You know, go to all the W's, NVWN, and you can or, org, and you can see all the amazing stuff we're going to be doing. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> yes, I will put all the links below yeah. uh, for yeah. any for kind of to the website and the relaunch, so that anyone that wants to um, join can uh, get in touch as well as your LinkedIn as well. Yeah. Um, and I guess one final question, which uh, was if your friends were to give you an award, what would it be for? I am the glue that keeps us all together. I love that. <laughs> 
an award for being glue, <laughs> which is a very, I was not expecting that, I must say. Well, you've got to remember, Post-it made a lot of money with their dodgy glue. <laughs> DC wouldn't work. It wouldn't. It kept peeling off. And now we and have Post-it. What would we do yeah. without our Post-it? So yeah. true. So true. Yeah. But also so, the glue, I guess, are you referring to keeping your friends together you're the kind of social sec that's what I try and I often say about myself (laughs) and even in business because you know I'm I'm quite giving when it comes to contacts and you know get making sure people connect because there's nothing more irritating when they say Sonia Sonia can you do this can you get connect me with this person and then you go did you follow it up no 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 I'm saying you know you're taking people's time and it's really disrespectful if you're not showing up without a good excuse and you know and then it will make people not want to do things for you um and you know sometimes you have to look at the people around you and sometimes so I only want to be the glue that keeps the right people together (laughs) it was just a pleasure to speak to you um and yeah being the glue to hold the right people together I think that's a good thing to kind of as a great piece of advice for most people really being and especially you know it's not just for business owners even if you want to take your career to the next level you know think about the people who you should have in your circle who can help to motivate you and inspire you and be honest with you because you know we're not perfect um we're just trying our best and life will throw you know the hurdles at us all the times but we just need to it's not how many times you go down it's how many times you get up and you've got Mm. to look at how you inspire yourself and motivate yourself to get up because sometimes I've not made very healthy choices but I think since this syndrome I've actually had to really self-examine and do I really want to do the network hell yes and I'm coming back (laughs) (laughs) and I'm gonna get all biblical now I'm saying it was like when Saul was chasing David through the caves <laughs> and David came out victorious from the cave. And guess what? He wrote Psalms, the most popular book chapter in the Bible. And guess what? My best work is yet to be done. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Amen. And to anyone, whoever you pray to, whoever you meditate to, you just find the right scripture and you just make it yours and own it and go for it it's your glory it's your time to get what you want and what you deserve in life and make sure your legacy is a good one preach love that (laughs) (laughs) oh well thank you so much uh it's been an absolute pleasure to speak to you is there anything else you'd like to add before we say goodbye today well please join the network just even before we launch um or after we've launched um join us on all the w's mbwn.org Please just see what we're up to, support us, refer us to other people. Somebody else, maybe you might be fine, but somebody else might be looking for the answer that we have or the solution we might give them. So always pay it forward, not because I'm okay. Think about those who may need the help, who are languishing, cannot articulate what's going on and what's not happening for them in their life. This is the time for us to avoid all the negativity that's been spurned out by the press by the you know by the media everything that's so negative is all throwing around in the universe we don't want that energy we're going to build a tribe of positive forward thinking aspirational entrepreneurial leaders that are going to change the world not in 70 years time 
but while we're alive. I want to say it and claim it while I'm alive. <laughs> My pleasure. And you too, and it's been That's great. It. That's the so show. I hope if you're still listening, and, um, thank you. To we everyone, are, we blah, 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 blah. That's it. That's the show. If you're still listening, thank you. We hope you enjoyed it and found something useful that can help you on your career journey. We appreciate any feedback or thoughts you might have. So if you want to get in touch, please email us on untickthebox at milkandhoneypr.com or reach out via any of Milk and Honey's social media channels. See you next time on Untick the Box.